0: All right, welcome back to the Fermented Fiction Live two day oh, yeah. event.
1: Two days, day two. We're, oh my god, we're going so good.
0: We are. It's... Yeah. This is hour 10. Uh, we're just getting into hour 11, and we have the honor of having Ray Knowles on the program. Whew. Author, welcome. editor, uh, reader, and all kinds of other things. Uh, mother. Um, yeah. So, Ray. Uh, Why don't you introduce yourself to the audience, let them know uh, who you are, what you're up to, what's coming out with you, where they can find you, and then we'll get into the episode.
2: Great, so I'm Ray Knowles. I'm a queer author of queer horror. Uh, My debut novel came out in May. It's called The Stradivarius, and it's a surprise queer retelling of Gaslight Uh, which was really fun to write. And I've got a novella coming out in November called Merciless Waters, which is also very sapphically queer and uh, horrific. So that's sort of the short story.
0: (laughs) Yeah. Very cool. Awesome. Well, we're so excited to have you on the program. Thank you so much for coming on. Um, This is a new thing for Minted Fiction listeners. We have never had guests do this before. Ray is the official... Uh, maiden voyage of this, uh, if that's still a, a good term to use. I'm not really sure if it exactly. is or not. We're, we're um, in the Wild West of <laughs> podcasting at Let's the Let's hope moment.
2: it goes better for us than the Titanic.
1: Yeah, yeah, no kidding. Yeah, no just, kidding. just ever so slightly better. If we can, yeah. if less than a thousand people die because of
0: this, right. I think that'll be okay. I think but so, perhaps too.
2: perhaps more memorable. More memorable?
0: Hey, oh yes.
2: What do you say? <laughs>
0: Hey, I embrace it. As uh, as a couple board. of horror authors, we we just have to embrace that kind of idea. Um, well, either way, this is. Basically the maiden voyage for at least a new ship in our proverbial fleet. Um, our first time having an author tag in for one of our regular hosts like Jeremy or Travis. And we we could not be more jazzed. We couldn't be. No, we're very, very jazzed. We've been jazzed all week. Oh, yeah. Um, so Ray is going to take up the mantle of arguing for or against men during the forced enthrallment segment. it's the first time we've had a guest do that. So thank you for uh, being willing to take that leap with us, Ray.
2: Yeah, no, thank you. Honestly, being really passionate about a very petty low stakes argument is like my wheelhouse. (laughs) Um, I'm looking forward to this.
1: (laughs) Well, then you're clearly going to fit
0: all the way in. Absolutely. Exactly in. You've been training for this on Twitter for years. years. My whole life. life. (laughs) Beautiful. (laughs) Couldn't be more ready. All right. Well, let's get into it then. Um, So I guess like a personal update from me as is customary. Um, This recording has kind of been my life for the last like month. Um, So I'm just really happy to finally be here uh, with an awesome guest about to do something new. Um... Yeah, that's really all I got right now. I'm really excited to be here and I just want to get started. So we're going to do that instead of me talking about myself. (laughs) Onward. Um, Okay, and today we are talking about Min. A a movie from A24 and I'm going to let Ray summarize it because she chose it. Out of all the movies we were going to cover, this is the one that she wanted to bait on. So Ray, why was that? What is this movie? What is it to you?
2: So, Men follows a recently widowed woman as she goes out into an old house in the country on sort of a retreat to sort of collect herself after her recently deceased husband has taken his own life in front of her in quite a spiteful way, Mm. Um, and uh, chaos ensues. I don't know if I want to give away too much at this point, but essentially men, exclamation
0: <laughs> point, happens. <laughs> it sure does. It, it, yeah. <laughs> it really does happen throughout the entire movie. Um, yeah, okay, that's awesome. That's yeah. a great summary, and it's going to explore a lot of the themes around, around that sort of topic, that isolation, that relationship trauma, um, and that kind of like coming into your own in a, in a new sexual identity, I think, is pretty prevalent in there as well. Um, so, yeah, let's get into it, Ray. Let's roll those D20s. Uh, for those of you who don't know how forced entrollment works, that is our debate segment of the show. And we roll two D20s, high roll. will defend men today, whether they like it or not. And low roll will attack it, even if it's their favorite f***ing movie. Too bad. Yeah. Yeah. You're going to have to be a troll. And that's why it's called Force Control Let's roll the dice. Ah, good God. Not that one. Okay. Yeah. Choose, choose your weapon. That one was unstable. That was Ooh, good. Not well,
1: bad.
0: all right. All right. What? Who
2: shows their cards first? Who-
0: I rolled a 19. He did.
2: Ah! Oh, I got a 16. All oh, right. Because so oh, awesome. awesome. Men is the worst movie ever made, and I'm prepared to tell you why. <laughs> <laughs> that
0: that is, is surely why you chose it. Uh, of course. Yeah. 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 Because you despise it. That's why I bring things up. Absolutely. Usually.
1: Absolutely. Or I bring them up specifically because you hate them.
0: Yeah. Yeah.
1: All you right. are
0: a troll without a roll of roll. I love the things that I talk
1: about. I don't know what you're talking about. But anyway, let's do this. Let's get into it. We have very few rules, so feel free to follow them if you'd like. Uh, But yeah, we're going to have some entrolment. We're going to get down and dirty. We're going to get mean. We're going to get mean-spirited, hurtful, or not. I don't know. Uh, But we're going to do that in three, two, one, and go.
0: All right. So the high roll always starts. I will just open up by saying a24 continues to be awesome uh i always feel good when i see them come up on the title screen i know i said this about a film yesterday we just watched the film talk to me um which was also amazing when you see a24 you know it's gonna be weird uh, maybe too weird sometimes too weird for me but you know it's gonna be good even if it's too weird, even if it's not gonna necessarily be in your wheelhouse. A24 will be well produced, it will have good performances, it will be good on all the technical levels. So you can like remove that barrier from your mind immediately as soon as they are the the creators. So that's an awesome thing to go into a movie with. It allows me to have a really open mind because I know I'm not gonna have to worry about any of that kind of stuff that might detract from the movie. And then on top of that, you know it's going to be super like dark and creative cuz it always is. So this movie I mean the way it starts I was like, okay, this movie's going to get really dark. This movie's going to be super weird and I'm all the way into it. Um especially reading just just the title of it, I knew it was going to get into this into these themes of like relational trauma and the difficulties of being a modern woman in this society. Um, And obviously as a straight white guy, I don't really know a lot of the, I don't connect personally to a lot of those themes. I don't have that lived experience necessarily, but I love learning more about it. I love experiencing it through the characters, through a good powerful narrative and a powerful POV. And I think this story did an excellent job of that. It really puts you in that uncomfortable position of like societal expectation that is just constantly hanging over you. It doesn't matter what you do as a woman. Men want you to do what they want you to do and they don't really give a shit if you like it. Like that's not even, it's not even a question. And I think that that's what this movie does a great job of exploring. It's like men are asking, men are telling most of the time and they don't even know they're doing it. And it's like, dude, you need to calm down. Like what you're expecting this woman to do is not something that it's reasonable to expect, and if she expected the same of you, you'd be like, don't be a bitch, you know? And it's such a double standard, it's such bullshit, and I get so sick of seeing it in real life. Uh, you see it on social media, you see it in real life when you go out, and it was really awesome to see this movie just rip it to shreds, because it really does, and I was all about it. Um, from the minute uh, our main character is on screen, I'm drawing a blank on her name. Can you remind me, Ray, what her name is?
2: I actually am terrible at remembering. Ah, names.
0: Me too. Okay.
2: Only woman in film, we can call her that.
0: That's Harper. not true. She she has, uh, she has a a Harper. And
2: there's a, a female police officer. That's. But she <laughs> might as well be the only woman in the film.
0: She she's the only woman with like a lot of lines and stuff in the film. Um, her name I'm, is Harper. Her name's Harper. Yes, thank you. Okay, so Harper. The minute, from the minute Harper, like, arrives in this village, you can really feel that, like, othering, that outsider pressure. Because she's not only a woman in a town that seems to be exclusively populated by men, except for one police officer. Um... But she's also in this, like, village that she's not a part of. And that's another aspect of the horror that I really enjoyed. I'm a huge uh, folk horror fan. That's what I write. Um, And when you combine that with those elements of societal pressure and societal othering, I am fucking love it. Uh, This movie hit it all just right on the nose. Because she is not only the woman. She is also alone. She is also in a small town. And if you've never lived in a town with, like, less than 100 people, I have, it's a really awkward place to be an outsider jeremy has too oh, but yeah. uh we lived okay. in sea washington for a while there's 70 people and like everybody looks at you like it's literally you walk in the bar and you're new especially if you're a woman i brought my girlfriend there once mm-hmm. um that it is literally every head in the bar will turn and look at you and kind of give you that like what are you doing here <laughs> kind of look you know and and i'm not ragging on sequia it was a cool place but that's just something to keep in mind. You are, you are so visibly an outsider when you're a community that small. And especially if you're like an attractive young woman who's alone and single, it's not a fun place to be in terms of societal pressure. So I think this movie did a great job of expressing all that and I've talked way too long. Ray, what do you think about the movie? Why does it suck so much?
2: So I only need to pitch the actual movie to you to let you know why it sucks so much. (laughs) Do you wanna see a naked man on screen who happens to be following you wherever you go? If so, men. Do you wanna watch (laughs) half of one movie and then in the middle, you just get half of a totally different movie Um, because if you do then you should absolutely see men if you also like really heavy-handed biblical metaphors absolutely see men i i was i was i was with you in the first half of the film and i'm a big a24 fan okay so all the props to a24 love love the weirdness coming out of there what I'm not gonna love are, are chain reaction births of any, <laughs> of any sort, let's just be so clear. We don't, you put one birth in a film, I'm upset. You put a chain of births? I don't wanna come to the party anymore. And then it's all men giving birth, okay? So it's just layer after layer of, of disgusting birth. And it, and it takes up, I would say, an ornament amount of the movie, (laughs) Um, so I don't know that I really need to argue any further than the fact that a man gives birth to a man who gives birth to a man and so on and so on for the entire final sequence. Um, I think I can kind of rest my case at that point. (laughs) <laughs> uh, but if you if you need any further, uh, you know, there's a, a priest who makes uncomfortable sexual advances. It's just the experience of an actual uh, nightmare scenario of being a woman um, sort of in a, 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 com- a compelling way until the movie just takes an absolute hard left and all of a sudden we're watching something completely different um and that's why men sucks uh because the setup (laughs) is brilliant uh very tense and very real and then we just go off the board into surrealist la la land so that's my my problem with men
0: (laughs) (laughs) that's fair it does it does get really surreal and really weird really fast but i mean i think that's pretty on brand and i think that was definitely where they were drawing the horror from in a lot of ways because this movie did a good job of like it introduced the horror right away and then it let you sit with it for a little bit but it never let it fully go away at all Um, because I thought that was super creepy when uh, the guy followed her home from the by the way this will be in the introduction that will be tagged on the front of the show. But if you skip that or something, there's always spoilers in this show. So if you want to watch men first, go away and then come back because we're going to spoil it all right now. Um, but that was a creepy, really, really creepy uh i love horror movies that let the horror follow you around um and make you like go to sleep at night with it make the characters go to sleep at night with it and i thought that this story did a really good job of that and uh, of peeling back the layers of the horror as it got just deeper and deeper and deeper and i think in a lot of ways that was how that that burst scene at the end while very gross and disturbing i mean it's a horror movie right so i thought that was fitting and i think it kind of.
2: Here's where I'm going to push back on that. So <laughs> how it felt to me. The first half, I think it's actually more than half of the movie before all the surreal stuff starts happening, is brilliant. It is brilliant. The visceral experience of watching that as a woman was so hair-raisingly uncomfortable and so real that it felt like that massive departure at the end was the director, producers not trusting the audience that Mm -hmm. that that real horror would be enough. So they had to like yank the rug out and do the most bizarre thing we've ever seen on screen to like leave some kind of (laughs) lasting impression. But to me, the brilliance was the nuance of the threat that she is under in this town and how, she struggles to even articulate this to the police, who sort of look down on her. How she's not understood, not really believed, not really taken seriously. But you feel so vis- viscerally that she is under serious threat from each of these men in sort of different ways. Um, to me, Beer that. Of
0: shut up. Beer be of the up. week. Alright, yes. no more arguments. We are friends oh, yeah. again. Let's, and let's be friends. Let's be friendly together. Yeah. Great, great job, Ray. That was awesome. Wonderful. Everybody give it up for Ray. Stunning if debate. If you're in the public library, Ooh. I want you to be getting kicked out of the public yeah. library. Yeah. Right. Like, <laughs> give Flip it a up.
1: table or two, yeah. but put away your books first. Absolutely. Well, let's, yeah. Let's be, be civil.
0: A, don't be a barbarian. Come on. Um, all right. Thank you very much, uh, Ray. That was awesome. And well, uh, we're going to do our Beer of the Week at... 10.14 like in... in the morning. Yeah, 10.14. Let's go. <laughs> This is the part we didn't yes, think all the way through when we did this show. Like, I mentioned it every
1: single time that, that we talked about the stream, that we will be drinking the entire day. And if Travis does his normal thing of slamming one at the end of every episode, mm. he will not be able to walk by the end of the day.
2: Yeah, that's a challenge. It's a challenge. <laughs>
1: you know, we do it. It's part of the art. It yeah. is part of the art. That's <laughs> <laughs> that is how it. eh? oh yeah, that's that's all art. Art ah my goodness, truly wonderful. Ah, a very spirited debate. I, I think I think the debates were running out of. Wait, what do we have here? A muckraker, dusk of man, imperial stout. Ooh, and it's got such a pretty can. Oh my goodness. Ah, delightful, everyone. Take a- just take a good look. Drink it in.
0: Have or, a gander. Oh wait,
1: we'll do that. You'll do the other thing. All
0: uh, right, Ray. I'm really eager to hear... Uh, oh, but yeah, first we have to do Jeremy. Yeah, you're
1: getting ahead
0: facts. of yourself. Oh my it's god, this is I'm, like molasses. I'm eager to hear. I'm eager to hear what your actual thoughts were on men. Um, you said what I wanted to say about the birth scene. <laughs> Um, I thought that was definitely a bit much, uh, but I did love her reaction of it afterwards. That was f***ing awesome. Uh, That's what I was going to say next. I love how when she's finally just like, what do you want? (laughs) And he answers her and then she's just like, Jesus Christ, you know, like this is pathetic. (laughs) Yeah, but wait. Yeah.
2: I mean, listen, what I said isn't that far off from how I feel. I, I thought the opening and all the way through near to the end was brilliant. Um, the birth sequence and the green man, I think he's called. Um, yeah. It doesn't work for me. <laughs> it doesn't work for me. It seems uh, like it, it came out of a totally different movie. Uh, and was frankly unwelcome in the movie that I was watching. Um, I, I just think they were creating this like beautiful painting and then they picked up a brick and threw it at it, you know, with some paint on so it. they were like, I don't <laughs> think I'm gonna get it,
1: you know? I do love a good brick, but before we get too deep into it. Segments.
0: Segments. We're go doing ahead. Some segments. Yeah. What are the fermented facts? Oh yeah.
1: So filling in this week for Colin Poyton is is your boy. I'm I'm pulling double, perhaps even triple duty with this stretch of episodes, and we could not be more glad. So some uh, fun facts. This. Uh, uh Oh wait. Where did I even? I'm not a professional. I'm going to put that out there right now. But what I can do <laughs> is read trivia off of IMDb. Like like a like a beautiful beautiful haiku of absolute nonsense. Uh So Rory Kinnear portrays 10 different characters in this film. What what an absolute legend that guy. And, let's see, this was directed by, I'm all over the place, directed by one Alex Garland. Yeah. Who, uh, yes, who you may know for, he wrote Ex Machina, Annihilation, he wrote this as well, and Never Let Me Go. Some of those I have in fact heard of. Yeah. Yeah. And isn't that great? Um... (laughs) Let me see. It says that it made uh what 11.2 million dollars at the box office which uh that's that's very that's not a ton. It's not a ton. Like uh-huh. I I would be shocked to hear that this was a success of any kind actually.
0: <laughs> um I don't I don't think it was in the box office, no. Um, yeah. And A24 has a surprising amount of box office flops for right. how many good movies they make.
1: I mean, they, they are essentially the, the passion project sort of house for very rich people.
0: <laughs> yeah, a lot of the time it does boil right down to that, doesn't it?
1: Yeah, you know? Yeah, it, It's not like the passion projects of absolute nobodies. Which which are always fun and usually just no good. Yeah, it can be both, and that's okay.
0: They have a lot of uh, directorial debuts that they that they put out, though. I think that's what I like the most about them. Like we wouldn't know about Robert Eggers if it weren't for A twenty four. Yeah, I actually thought this movie was you know pretty good for a directorial debut from Garland. Uh, I agree, though it gets it gets cringingly esoteric there at the end. And yeah, yeah the- I,
2: it, it tracks that it's written by a man to to be honest. Um, I, I think like, I almost get the impression, like he had a woman helping him out and then he was like, okay, okay, that's enough. At the end, Just like, Don't. what's the most horrific thing in the world? Birth. <laughs> <should you> <laughs> Beat him to death with birth, you know? Um,
0: birth for days.
2: Yeah, that doesn't surprise mm. me. Yeah. <laughs>
0: No, I was. Yeah, I'm excited to dive into that aspect. I was wondering how much it would it would watch that way as a woman because I did look it up. I was like, "Is there a woman writer?" No, there is not. Okay, uh, we're gonna find out how that goes, because <laughs> um, it's a move. I I was hoping it wasn't gonna end up being a movie where it was like, because this is what I see a lot on, in social media. If there's any posts like criticizing men there will inevitably be that slew of men that are i don't know where they are but they're just watching with like yeah. binoculars and waiting for someone uh, who isn't a man to talk about men and then they just like descend like hell demons upon the upon the feed and wait, wait,
2: wait, that happened to me this week did you see that
0: i see it happen to you all the time ray uh <laughs> Incredible. You're who I'm talking about. I, I feel like you like live in Tatooine and they're just like the Tuscan Raiders up there. They're like ready to come down on you whenever you like.
2: It's <laughs> like amazing. It's, it's always a name I've never seen hmm. before. So you're right. It's like, where did you come? Have you just been waiting in the rafters this whole time? But it's I kind always. of love it. I, I think it's hysterical. It doesn't bother me at all. <laughs>
0: Well, and luckily we're in the day and age where I think it less ostracizes you and more, almost more empowers you at this point. And correct me if I'm totally wrong on that, because I'm a I'm a dude. But yeah,
2: I, no, I mean, like, I'm just here for the LOLs, you yeah, know what I yeah, mean? Yeah, so yeah. Like, you're not gonna, like, like, some dude that I've never <laughs> interacted with before is not gonna hurt my feelings dude. like, in, in the Twitter comments. Like, it's just not gonna happen. So, and and also like i i think it makes a difference and i'll clarify that like the posts that these people are commenting on like are not serious like i'm not like laying my heart out on the line yeah. Yeah. and then some man is coming in to hurt my feelings it's always some throwaway tweet about like some dude like me complaining some dude told me to chase my dreams and that i found it kind of misogynistic and then you know they have to Parade in on their white horse to say, actually, that's
1: yeah, for not Earth. <laughs> yes,
2: stick no, means.
1: I just
2: think it's funny. Like live your worst life, John. You yeah. Know? I don't know.
0: yeah. John. Okay, John America sixty nine. Let's. Yeah, yeah. Thank. Thank you very much. God, for I that hope insight. any of Married
2: the father of four, as your bio says. You know. I
1: really just... hope any of the people I know named John are watching. Me too. So that they
0: can, they can take that
2: to heart. John is watching. Yeah, Yeah, John. I
0: said it. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Well, you, you told him that I think if he is watching. John, I hope you're watching and uh, listen to Rick. Hey, yeah, let's all, let's all chill out a little bit. You didn't hurt her feelings. Nice try. Yeah,
1: you did give it your all. And that's admirable in a dumb kind of way. It's all God. It's all God can ask of you. Yeah. Um, so let's see. Uh, this was this film uh, was nominated for a handful of awards. Uh, one won one at the British Independent Film Awards for best effects.
0: Okay, so that's neat. I buy that. It had good effects. It
1: was nominated for best joint lead performance. Uh, Jesse Buckley and Rory Kinnear were nominated in that category. It was nominated for best cinematography. Did not win. Best sound also did not win. Actually, the rest of these. Just it straight did up win, did not uh, win. Yeah. It was nominated for Best Horror Film at the St. Louis Gateway Film Critics Association. And okay. Best Actress in a Horror Movie and Best Actor in a Horror Movie by the Critics' Choice Awards. So that's, that's neato. Mm-hmm. Yeah.
0: I was I was glad to see uh, that actress. She's from a couple other, like, TV things, I think. I, I know I'd seen her around, but I, I can't remember where. But she did a great job. Oh, yeah, yeah. that's... um. Uh, mm-hmm they both did uh and yeah the first time i watched it i was like "Is just this one dude like are they... i was like or maybe just they cast everybody so they would intentionally look like and then i was like no it's definitely the same dude like playing pretty much every role
2: <laughs> That's yeah, crazy. no me and my wife had the same conversation and, <laughs> but it was it was more like do we just think all dudes look the same now? Like it's <laughs> we can't even tell them apart? Like what is I going on? I mean, there on? are
1: a lot of nondescript white dudes out there, so I mean, maybe.
2: Yeah. Yeah, no, but it was in fact all the same dude. I mean, that's impressive. I think the acting was really good. There were some sick effects. In particular the scene where she like stabs him through the arm and then he he like pulls it back so that the blade goes all the way Ooh, boy. through and then it's just sort of, you know, yeah,
0: okay.
2: <laughs> yeah. Amazing. Love that.
0: I love that, and I love how they rolled with it for the rest of the show. Or the rest yeah. of the movie. They kept it. Uh and that was super creepy. That was like a good confirmation of the supernatural, which I think can be valuable sometimes. I don't know if it was necessarily Effective in this movie, but I, I do like when I don't like my biggest pet peeve is when a movie bills itself as a supernatural movie and then it ends up just being f-ing people. I hate that. I hate that. Yeah. I like the question to be there, but if you tell me it's supernatural, it better be god supernatural at the end.
1: It better right? defy like explanation in several key ways.
0: Exactly.
2: Yeah. 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 There's a lot to like about this movie. Uh, I do have a lot of ambivalent feelings about it though. And I think a key problem is, if I were to say to you-
1: (laughs) Oh, I like where this is going.
2: (laughs) I'm reminding you this is apple cider. So Uh, (laughs) um, this is just me. Um, I'm gonna write a film about the unique experience of being a man in the world. you might wonder about my ability to do that (laughs) you know and i think that's like a key problem here and i think that the the beginning of it the setup of it was like brilliant and actually incredibly impressive it was so nuanced in fact one of my favorite scenes is right in the beginning she arrives to this home and the, the dude is there uh, who owns the house to sort of show her around and he has a piano and she, he yes, play, yes. And she says, no.
0: So awesome. And
2: I didn't even have to see her play later to know she plays and doesn't want to engage him in a conversation Yeah, because, and, and that, like that kind of thing is brilliant mm-hmm. to me because it's so subtle and nuanced of truly what it is like at times to be a woman and just not want you know this is a duty kind of creeps me out i just want to keep it moving we're not getting into that then i'll have to play something absolutely not you know what i mean so like moves like that were brilliant i wish that the ending was aligned with that subtlety because the end could not be less subtle i can't think (laughs) of a less subtle ending
1: in all of cinema. It's really hard to out outdo what you have described that I have yet to see.
0: No, Ray did a good job describing yeah. it, definitely an inordinate inordinate Just, amount of screen time. Uh, I think it's a five, six minute sequence of one man giving birth to another man, to another man, to another man, to another man, to another man until eventually it's her ex-husband. Okay. Yeah, it's uh, pretty... It's It's not subtle.
1: It is interesting that more people... <laughs> That more people said that's okay to keep in this movie than, than people who didn't, uh, and yeah.
2: I like to imagine like the writer's room where they're like, what do you think, three births? And there's one guy and he's like,
0: "More, Yeah.
2: Four, <laughs> four? Four. Five?
0: Write it down. Like, you
2: know, yeah. No and going... no reads it in, they're like, eight births, you know?
1: Just grabbing <laughs> grabbing people by the lapels, more! Yeah. yeah. yeah.
0: You want that. It reminds me of, I was just watching some old South Park the other day, uh, but I watched the one where they say shit on television. I don't know if you ever saw that one.
2: Yeah, back in the day. Yeah,
0: Beautiful. And it's like, yeah, where's it. the roof on this thing? Because <laughs> like, they start with one time, and then they're like, oh, we'll say it a million times. not a million shits. And it's <laughs> yeah. literally like, yeah, that's what they did with this birth scene, 100% the writer's mm-hmm. room. Beautiful. Like, you know it's better than three, though. <laughs> <laughs> Four.
2: What if we? Yeah. You know, like, <laughs> Let's get up. Solid.
0: <laughs> How many were there? Maybe it's in line with the biblical reference. Was
2: I don't there know. seven? I do know we didn't need it.
0: <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I think three would have been plenty. Could have been. Uh, none.
2: Like one or not <laughs>
0: <laughs> sure you know
2: going to do it one might have been like ooh you know mm-hmm, but yeah. you, mm-hmm. then you just repeat it the same thing i think it loses effect i don't think we're gaining effect you know yeah no
0: i you know? agree it definitely went way past the point of diminishing returns right. um yeah. I would have like if the green man gave birth to like her ex-husband, I could have maybe seen the symbolism there Um, because I think there was like some power to, I do think that last interaction was nice with the ex-husband that to me, and maybe this is like uh, coming from a male perspective, but I feel like that to me is what I imagine women must feel like all the time. When we finally get to like the end of an argument, and they just go like, "All right, what do we? Where do we go from here?" Um, this is how I, I think my wife feels often when we get in a big argument, and she goes, "Where do I go from here?" And I, I give what I think is a good answer, and it's not the answer. Yeah, um, <laughs> never the answer. You're wrong. Yeah. <laughs> well, it, it's not even. I'm getting. You know, I've learned a lot from being in a marriage, and uh, I'm getting more to the point where I'm I'm getting better at listening and stuff, but that isn't really a thing that like men are taught. Yeah. You know, we yeah. just we sort of aren't taught that we're sort of taught to t- to say and to talk. And, you know, I unfortunately yeah. grew, grew up with that like expectation in my head. I'm glad we're getting past that in society as a whole, I think, but we have a long way to go. Yes.
2: Yeah. Uh It's so funny. I'm so removed from my last like relationship with a man that like, I'll just speak for me and my wife. I won't speak for lesbians more broadly, but it's so the opposite of just absolutely talking to death about you know whatever it was exploring from every possible angle until the congress is you're just tired of hearing yourself talking <laughs> um, it's just such a different experience um but yeah I think the final scene with the husband was good but I don't know to me nothing compares to just that first half and yeah. that like, mm-hmm you know being followed by the guy through the tunnel just seeing a guy through a tunnel like i didn't even need her to be chased like that's terrifying you're in a strange place in the woods and some guy is like maybe watching you like Horrific. Yeah. The the priest. I think he's a priest, right? The religious character. He was a priest.
0: He's a lot of things, but yeah, he was definitely. Oh, the the one specific guy was definitely a priest. The one yeah, a yeah. Collar.
2: I yeah. don't know. I'm not good at religions, but I think he was a priest. <laughs> when he like um, flips the conversation on her and is like, "But it's don't you think yeah. you should have listened to him?" Mm-hmm. That was brilliant mm-hmm. horror mm-hmm. In, yes. in my mind, from my point of view.
0: I completely agree. Uh, Definitely. Jeremy, you've got notes. Yes, let's I do. Let's do your notes segment, yeah, and then we'll come back to all this because I want to dig into the the beginning of that. movie, oh, yeah, there's a like, lot. The first two thirds there
1: is a lot to unpack. Definitely,
0: the first two thirds were money. Um, they really were, uh, but the ending, absolutely, yeah. <laughs> it oh, yeah. uh it it Baja blasted the audience in the face, and it, Just, was, <laughs> it wasn't really what we were looking it blasted for.
2: Blasted and blasted Just and blasted.
0: Was <laughs> Baja as hell? Yeah.
1: Oh boy! <laughs> All right. So notes. Hey, Nuts. it's a fun time. This we do have we notes. Do. A a lot of notes. This was an eventful debate, mm. to be sure. Sounds like an eventful film. Let's yes. uh, let's get into it. So, uh, my first note. I have written here a uh, weird and indeed too weird. Is usually good for horror. I like to think. Like the less the less explicable, the less, uh the less, uh, I don't know, predictable it can be apparently to a point that does that it sounds like we reach, that's really good. That's really what you want for for most of your horror thing, right up into the right up to the point where you wanna have a satisfying conclusion. Mhm. Cause at that point some things that you expect to happen do have to happen. Right? In a slasher movie, somebody either has to kill the slasher or die, I guess. There's only so many ways to subvert either of those two things happening and have things still be satisfying from from a narrative perspective. So that's cool. I don't know.
0: I agree i think this movie again does a good job of that for like two thirds because it is really weird and it's a very like creepy dreadful type of horror movie until it's suddenly not um like ray said it perfectly i would have made a very it's awesome that you said that do you want to watch two movies because i would have said a very similar argument if i'd have rolled below but that's what i felt like too i was like did did i Go to the wrong theater when I came back from the bathroom? Is this the same fucking movie? What is happening? Yeah. Um, and so I think that's. That would be my counter to the point of like that it, that weird or esoteric is good for horror. It is, but not when it like. Not when it like. Like you said, you paint a beautiful picture and then you throw a brick at it. But that's what it felt like. It was like you did a good job of subtlety. Uh. You're a man writing this like woman-centric story, and you actually were doing a pretty good job. But then you had to like. Th- but then John came into the comments, and that's kind of what it yeah. was, right? It was you John.
2: <laughs> yeah, like German, nah. you're, like, you're, you're talking about the slashers. you feel like, you're watching a slasher, and then at the end, instead of the slasher either killing everyone or being killed by the final girl, he just gives birth to another slasher who gives birth to. <laughs> <laughs> just like oh. oh.
1: Like, that is not what I was expecting. Three it and a would quarter stars.
2: It an incredible bit, though, if now, like, <laughs> Hollywood just kept ending movies that way. But, like But Oh, yeah. The man just, gives birth to them just in every just, context.
1: Oh, I guess this is just how we end movies now. Tip- this is it. Typically, yeah. I thought we'd just stop writing and filming everything. But
0: this, eh, is, this works, too. It only made 11 million. I don't think that's gonna happen. We don't have to worry about that. <laughs> it, Hugh. Yeah, a few. Absolutely. Note so, number
1: seven. Note note number seven. All right. So I guess this does kind of this kind of work. Note number seven is: Are the two different movies two great tastes that taste great together?
0: No. 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 Hard hard no. All around sounds hard. Like. No. Like if you put like <laughs> cumin is delicious, right? But we're not going to put it yeah on like a cake.
2: Right, yeah, like what I thought of was like a nice like crab leg dinner, and then they bring you a plate of <laughs> shit <laughs> <Just> <laughs> it
0: not even just <laughs> a
2: maybe placenta, just a uh, uh, metaphor, but no,
1: just something that gets served <laughs> in a in a gooey, unsettlingly warm, wet bucket,
0: yeah, right. yeah. yeah. Like they show you a picture of the crab dinner, but what you get to eat is the excrement of someone who ate a crab dinner.
2: Exactly. Mm.
0: Yeah. Yeah.
2: Oh, yeah. <laughs> that's. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Okay. okay. Well, that that's pretty hardcore, man. Right? You weren't even f***ing around. You're like, there's nothing <laughs> delicious about movie two. <laughs> movie two is actual shit.
2: I, I hated it. <laughs> <laughs> I tried, I tried to stay with them. Like uh, in all fairness, credits roll. I was like, mm, hmm, mm-hmm. what's wrong with me? Like, and I, and, I, and, I, and, I, and I like thought about it and I Googled and I tried to, I tried to stay with them yeah. because the, the front was so strong, mm-hmm. but it was shit on that plate. It was. I won't be fooled.
1: Yeah, I. Th- <laughs> I think getting it is what means there's something wrong with you, and if, and if you're looking up, did people not get <laughs> men? Then then Google just lists the phone numbers of therapists. Um, right. But yeah, it's nice. All right, so we went one to seven because we're cool like that. Yeah. Um, let's do. I don't know. Note number two is just names are hard. Names yeah, are hard. Just just generally. I, mm, hmm, that's, that's it, that's all the, that's all the gas in that tank, but, uh, yeah. Uh, next thing I have written here is I am all about the biblical metaphors, and I know, and and that's not just because I'm filling in for Travis, uh, yeah, I, I love that, to a point, again.
0: Mm -hmm, Mm-hmm, mm-hmm.
1: You know, uh. Yeah, if it's I don't know what was what was the level? What was the level? Was it like well uh, sack of potatoes landing on your head, or was it more like ooh this is this could be something maybe if you're paying attention? It was,
0: it was go, woman
2: in film approaches apple tree and very conspicuously takes one down and takes a loud bite.
0: First ooh. thing she does, first literally thing. the first thing okay. she does when she steps on the new property. All right. Eat the apple. And there is a forbidden fruit reference later on as well. Ooh, yeah, okay. Heavy-handed. And there was also a scene where she's screaming in a church um, as she remembers her, like, very visceral trauma. And uh, the altar in this church, and I'm not well-versed enough on the religion of the area or in Christianity in general to know what this altar was of, but it seemed to be a sort of, like, druidic... Fertility sort of altar?
2: Because that would
0: have seemed like to you, Roy. That's what it seemed like to me.
2: Yeah. There was a. Can I say what's on the altar?
0: Yeah, totally. Yeah. We've we've spoiled so much. we
2: see on the altar.
1: Oh, yeah. (laughs) Love to see it. Yeah. And
2: then on one side, that exactly. You made the exact correct
1: (laughs) That's, yeah. (laughs) Yep. To
2: perhaps foreshadow the later on. Yeah. Um, (laughs) Yeah. And then, yeah, like some sort of maybe pagan. God on the
0: other side. Oh yeah, love that. Uh, Which becomes physically yeah. manifested by uh, the character later on. Like he he comes into the story. The the God on the one side, and then yeah. Harper is clearly the woman on the other side, or is she supposed to be? I'm not sure what was going on, honestly. Why that altar was in a church in the first place?
1: Yeah, seems like a seems like a Super weird counter place for that.
0: Yeah, who could say? But I, I have to assume that the people in this town know about this creature and are cool with it on some level because they all sort of seem to be it as well. It was weird. Not sure.
1: Yeah, and I'm yeah. there. And if the, if they are it and they're not accepting, hey, look, love yourself. It's okay. Yeah. Don't put that on screen more, but <laughs> the love. We're we're all just trying to live in this crazy world, you know. It's true. Yeah.
0: What's your next note?
1: Yeah, my next note, uh <laughs> Hard cut to uh one birth maximum is a good maximum. Agreed. Like, and that's a that's in extreme cases. People are born, and I get that. <laughs> I'm I'm rightly ashamed to have done so myself. To have been born. Yes, to have been born. So. I didn't I haven't given birth to anyone. I want that to be on the record.
2: Not yeah. Wait
0: till the end of this movie. Oh, yeah. man. Yeah, we're going to roll for that one next. It's really a user's manual. Yeah. At the
1: end. So that's good. Ugh. But yeah. Uh, but that's that's all I've got to say about that. Um, next up uh, priests in a horror without ghosts or demons will only be creepy. That's what they're there for. <laughs> they're not going to do anything else, they're not going to be useful. They're just going to creep you out.
0: It's true. This, this priest was actually... I actually quite liked him, again, early on. Um, because that conversation was very powerful. It was where... I think it was Garland's best expression of that idea I was talking about, which is, like, the, soci- the societal double standard of, like as soon as, as, soon as she, Harper tells her problems to this priest and like where her emotional uh, struggles and her trauma are coming from the priest turns it on her and i think that's where the double standards are particularly vicious to to women in the out there in the world so yeah that that it was a great conversation and the priest served a really good function for that because he was like a moral and kind of like societal uh uh for lack of a better term father figure for the community so (laughs) when it comes from that person because when he like starts talking to her he's like oh i i would like to he's trying to help or so he says you know and so it's like you can't even trust the people that are like genuinely listening listening to you and trying to help because he's not really listening he's just waiting for his opportunity to give advice which is like such a huge problem yeah Uh, but can you speak to that ray what what do you uh what did you think of that
2: yeah so i i saw it as really an example of of the tradition of women being asked to shoulder the burden Mm -hmm. um which does not belong to them so like in this specific conversation they're talking about how the husband had threatened to take his own life if you know she left him and you know in that original argument she says well this is this is an example of why we can't be together this is not healthy what are you talking about Mm -hmm. and uh, he does follow through with his threat to take his own life so then they're having the conversation with the priest and she's explained that and he's like listening carefully and then it's like Well, do you think if you had just given him another chance, you know, like reinforcing when it's so glaringly obvious that we're all Mm. responsible for our own well being and whether or not we throw ourselves out a window, right? Like, pretty hard to pin that on someone else. But I think there is a a long tradition of um, saddling women, especially mothers and wives, people in those roles, with the well being of the men around them, whether they're mm-hmm. male children, spouses, whoever is around, right? Mm-hmm. So to me, the the best parts of men are about, men the movie, right? Men, capital M yeah. um, are, are really that tension between, uh, I think that sort of patriarchal tradition of women being very much in a supporting role to the men in their lives versus I think the emerging more feminist equal trend of like, maybe everyone should just be responsible for themselves. And maybe it's not the nearest lady's fault when something bad happens. Yeah.
1: My experience, it's usually the dude that did something stupid. It's his fault.
0: Yeah. If you're the person who committed the act, then it is your fault not the people around you for, like, not stopping you from doing it. Um, (laughs) Yeah. But it's like you say, uh, women are expected to be a supporting role until there's somebody to blame, and then the fingers get pointed pretty quick. Um, Mm -hmm. And this was a good example of how that happened. And it's kind of a nice one-two punch in that scene because just before that we have the whole hide-and-seek thing. Uh, What did you think about that before I spout off about it, but...
2: Oh I thought it was really creepy. Um to me it's an example of that mother role mm. um, and sort of the the negative that can happen there cuz and it's been a, a minute since I've seen it but essentially the child uh asks her to play hide and seek and she's a little uncomfortable and doesn't know who this child is and says so it's like it's been like I, I can't right now or I don't have time right now. I think does he call her a c-
0: <laughs> yeah, and he's not necessarily a child. Like, he's definitely yeah, he's... old and, and and he's a man, a, a young man. Uh, yeah. He
2: was... I, is he supposed to be, like, 18? I'm not sure how old he was supposed to be, because they're all the same actor, so I'm not sure what they were going for exactly there.
0: They um Yeah, the priest called him, like, a troubled, troubled lad or something, so I think yeah. he was supposed to be, like, in high school, but he's clearly the same dude, so he's obviously, like, 30. So it was... <laughs> extra creepy especially since he's wearing like a weird woman mask thing um yeah that's interesting you saw it as like a a child to a mother dynamic um i I didn't see it that way but maybe that's because i'm not a parent i saw it as like uh more of like this because the priest came with like the patriarchal hierarchy kind of uh, angle and i felt like that was an angle on like men's expectations of women just like in public um like you see you ask a, a woman for her number and she says no um and it's supposed to be like okay to just be like oh you bitch, or whatever um which is how he reacts yeah. to her he says you stupid bitch, and walks away but it's like she just didn't want to do what you wanted her to do that doesn't give you the right to like verbally abuse her in public <laughs> you know yeah, well, yeah. Fucked and, up. And-
2: and- I think we're sort of talking around something which I think was another really interesting point that they're making which is that this man, um, this very patriarchal, controlling man, they're all the same man, Mm -hmm. right? So Mm -hmm. not only are they all played by the same man, but they are all the same man, even though they're in different roles what they want is to control her and bend her to whatever their needs are at the time, depending on who they are and and what they want. So their approach to that looks a little different. Like the, the, the lad has to play (laughs) and the priest says, you know, I want to hear your concerns, but ultimately they're all the same, man. They just want her to do what they want her to do, whether it's motivated by, Sex or whatever is motivating that. Largely, sex in this case. I, I think that they were mostly motivated in that direction.
1: Sure.
0: Yeah, yeah. I think that is often a primary motivation for sure. Hmm. Um, I even felt that way about. And again, I may I'm I'm reading into all these things from the opposite perspective. So just correct me if I sound really stupid. Um, but when she is doing the, I loved the tunnel scene because I felt like that is what I imagine it might be like as a woman to like, just be out enjoying yourself, you know, and then to like be witnessed, enjoying yourself. And, ah, uh, that's just gotta suck because I can't imagine being a woman like in a bikini on the beach. Like there's really nothing you can do. You're going to get creeped on. Um, eventually you know and it felt like that like she was out just enjoying herself she was doing her singing into the tunnel and hearing the echo and harmonizing with herself and that was a beautiful uh scene and i love how it even turned into like the soundtrack for the movie it made it really creepy and ethereal it was really cool and then the man stands up and it turns into instant terror instant Mm -hmm. uncomfortable and like i imagine is is that kind of how it feels sometimes? I imagine that's kind of how it feels sometimes. It it was super unsettling to me, and I was like, I'm really lucky I don't have to deal with that on a day-to-day basis. But I think a lot of people, a lot of people, unfortunately, do.
2: Yeah, you know, and, and not not to be, like, overly dramatic about it. But what I thought about when I watched that scene is my wife and I went to Death Valley National Park and it's like an international dark place and i really wanted to go out at night and see the stars and my wife was very hesitant to do that because on top of both of us being women we're a lesbian couple People don't always love that. Maybe they love it too much in a way that's scary. So, you know, those layers. And I remember we did go out, but she was so uncomfortable that I think we were there five minutes before we left. And it's that exact feeling of not being able to just exist sometimes in some context because the threat is too great, right? Like in in that case, it, it was similar in that we're out in nature there's no one to call for help really quickly if someone you know comes up and yeah it really sucks it really sucks to have to think about that kind of stuff and just that violence against women at the hands of men specifically is so prevalent that the first thing everyone the audience her thinks when they see a man at the end of that tunnel is you better get up you know what I mean? <laughs> yeah.
0: Yeah, and it says a lot about society that all that guy has to do is exist in the same space for everyone to be unsettled. I mean, it doesn't help that he's naked. Um, But (laughs) even then, you can't necessarily tell that he's naked, he's silhouetted. But he doesn't have any definitive clothing, so you can kind of tell. But still, it's just that he's there. And that is enough. Mm -hmm. It's like, woman and man alone, we don't know who this man is. That's not good. Get out of there. And that's... it says a lot about it says a lot about where we are
2: um yeah yeah. it sucks and and i think there's a lot like socially that um men can do and do do to let women know that they're not posing a threat in, in public spaces through like body language and through sort of like announcing in a little way if they're approaching and maybe a woman doesn't notice, like there's a lot of subtle things we can do. But I think certainly as a woman, I will recognize when a man is not doing those little things, even when I can't quite put their my finger on what those would be. For example, if a man is advancing to me rapidly, that's very scary, yeah. and I'm sure you, as a man, know innately. Don't do that. <laughs> don't like up to a woman in a public space because that's scary. <laughs> uh,
0: yeah, totally. I would never do that. Yeah. Yeah. No, no. Yeah, don't yeah. do that. No. <laughs> if you if That'll you don't happen. know that, don't sprint towards women. It's not generally. Yeah, <laughs> it's the thing Oof.
2: is the perfect example because he oh, is. God. You know he's in shadow, which is scary. He's not announcing himself. He's approaching. They're in an isolated area. All of those compound to make like a really scary situation.
0: Mm-hmm. It was super creepy. Um, do you have any more notes, Jeremy? Before I ask my uh, question, let's see. My my last note was just about
1: the uh, sort of written by men sort of sort of mindset, which which I believe you you brought up in in your argument where it it does kind of it does kind of seem like uh like women were certainly consulted to a point that point being the point where the the male author was like you know what i it may be the white penis talking but i think i can finish this thing okay <laughs> 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 and uh
0: and yeah yeah but no that's that's all that's all i've got yeah, yeah i was gonna ask ray what do you think about the effect of male nudity on screen i think it has such a different usage and a different effect than a woman on screen uh and it's also rare right it's way more rare and i think a big part of that is just like nobody wants to see it uh to a certain level um like i don't know what it is about i mean penises just aren't really attractive Uh, at least I think that might be the general consensus
1: weird looking and pretty upsetting yes
0: yeah especially when they're just limp they're just flopping around like helicopter I don't know I don't know It it has such a different effect right it's it's almost like not scary it's almost like disarming because the nude male can look so like almost like funny or just weird right but especially this particular man wasn't like an attractive man necessarily by like societal standards he's like got got the dad bod pretty hard not not like the young dad bod uh but like the 45 year old dad bod and uh so like there's some aspect of that to me that is like almost inherently unthreatening but in the same uh, the way they used it made it very threatening so i'm I'm just because it implies a clear intention uh, which is not a good one obviously for for Harper so uh, what do you think about that Ray how did it affect you to see like the the male nudity used so blatantly on screen I think it's pretty rare and interesting
2: yeah so. Male nudity in general on screen, and first of all, I'm probably like the worst person to ask because not only am I a woman, but I'm a lesbian woman. So male nudity is not necessarily, even at its height, something that's going to appeal to this viewer. Um, (laughs) I think it can be used differently in general. Like I think a naked man can be um, like added vulnerability to that man because he, you know, they're like not protective are they got stuff on the outside that's vulnerable to potential attack, right? So I think depending on the context, it can make a character seem less threatening. But in this context, I think what made it more threatening is that he was so obviously not concerned with any kind of social norms or what she thought of him. Mm -hmm. that is a a different sort of danger, right? If you're dealing with someone who's either that mentally unwell or just gives that few Um, that's scary because, you know, you can't reason with this person, right? (laughs) (laughs) Naked dude chasing you through the woods, probably. (laughs) So, yeah, I think it can be used differently. Um, And it reminded me of, I'm pretty sure this is A24, also the uh, Pearl? Was it Pearl where they have the naked elderly people? Mm. Or X? X. Where they have the naked elderly folks. I think it's a similar thing they did where they're sort of using a naked body for the sake of adding horror um Mm. because it's in an unexpected way i don't know what do you think about that
0: that makes sense to me i think Mm. i don't know personally i think whenever nudity can be so effective as a mechanism uh when it's not used for like the basic reason that it's usually used which is like sex appeal um Because humans are so interesting to me. Like we are really such gross animals. And I think about this all the time. Uh, I can't help it. But I'm just like, dude, cause me and my wife backpack a lot. We go camping a lot. So like, I know about the bo uh yeah uh it's it's coming from both directions um i always am thinking about like shaving is such a weird like thing to me all these things that like women are forced to do to look beautiful men don't really have to worry about but when you get right down to it we are some of the like grossest animals on the planet we smell terrible uh we're greasy we like don't have fur we like kill other animals to put their fur on because we can't survive in our environment so like when you aren't doing sex with the human body it's usually like a pretty valuable mechanism to be like unsettling in so many ways uh yeah. and yeah i think this movie did a good job of that uh to portray that immediate threat like you said the giving that few fucks, that's a dangerous person whether they're dangerous like because of some sort of instability or they're dangerous because they're like actually malicious but either way we knew that guy was up to no good immediately and the nudity did all that for us like yeah. um if he'd have been enclosed at the other end of the tunnel it would have been different you know mm-hmm. still scary because he starts sprinting at her but like if it was the priest or something and she could tell it was the priest. She may not have run away if he didn't, like, sprint at her, if he, like, said something to her or whatever. That could have changed yeah. everything, you yeah. know? Um, and like you said, the the human body in old age, I mean, that's, like, terrifying to everybody. It makes you contemplate where you're headed. It makes you contemplate uh, the closeness to death and the fact that we are just sacks of watery blood uh, held up by a bone structure. So, yeah, I think... I think that that nudity can be a really valuable mechanism for horror in in that way um if you're not being sexy with the human body it's actually a pretty gross thing gross machine
2: yeah. <laughs> but we'll bring a full circle when you combine the grossness of the human body but you may get sexy erotic horror Boom. <laughs> <in the> right.
0: <laughs> absolutely absolutely and then you've got a baja blast of the story right there these are all Sorry, what?
2: <laughs> no, no, you're just having a Baja blast. Absolutely right.
0: <laughs> yeah. Oh yeah. Um, but yeah, I mean, I don't know. I don't know what else to say on that. Jeremy, do you have any thoughts on that? I don't know. Well, because like uh,
1: nudity, in my observations of of movies and things, has uh, well, three three uh use cases, and within horror, it does have two specific ways that it is used uh the the three use cases are and this is this is specific to male nudity because female nudity seems to follow all kinds of other different rules okay. but uh but for male nudity the three uses are horror comedy and porn <laughs> that's <laughs> yeah. that's all you're gonna see and in horror it's it's typically uh like Either to make a scary person seem scarier or to make a threatened person seem, like, more vulnerable and less equipped. Uh, You know, as far as scary people seeming scarier, I'm sure Jason Voorhees is a lot scarier when he's hangin' dong. (laughs) It's for different reasons. But that's... yeah. uh... (laughs) (laughs) But, you know, the vulnerability that comes... That comes with it, especially in the case of, in the case of men. That's something that you know. It's it's clear and obvious that it makes men say, uh, look at it and feel more like, ooh, this is dangerous. The balls are exposed. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. My most vital area. Somehow. <sighs>
0: yeah it's a it's definitely a design flaw it's kind of a uh hole in the death star that blows up the death star situation um that men were equipped with yeah uh but hey what are you gonna do yeah
1: it's whatever
0: that's um yeah any uh closing thoughts about men ray or about being on fermented fiction uh, thank you so much yes, for gracing so us much. with your presence. You are no, fabulous. Was
2: so fun. I, I think if anyone's not seen the movie, it's worth a watch. It's, it's pretty memorable, if nothing else. Really? Um, yeah, no, but this has been super fun. I drank almost an entire bottle of sparkling cider, My which goodness. will not get me drunk, but it did give me a sugar rush. Right?
0: <laughs> That is pretty um, good.
2: But I had a really good time, and thank you so much for the invite.
0: Oh, yeah. Thank you so much for coming on. You are an invaluable uh, voice, especially to an argument like this. Oh, yeah. Um, so, yeah, I just, I, I can't express my gratitude enough, and I hope we can have you on again someday.
2: Yeah, yeah I love that.
0: It has been an absolute pleasure having you.
2: Yeah.
0: I can't wait for Scissor Sisters and Merciless Waters. Uh, Those are all coming our way, and it's going to be awesome. Bridges Gate is going to have a fantastic year uh, with Ray kind of spearheading that right in January, February and November. So everybody be on the lookout, follow Ray in all the places, especially on her Twitter, uh, which I guess is now called X, which is what the f*** Yeah, it's it's just X. That was it's Twitter. It's Twitter. Follow Ray on Twitter, um, which is having an identity crisis, and we all hope it will come through it okay. Um, Ray is really, really active and funny on Twitter. I've actually been uh, like a friend of yours for a couple years, so I can vouch for that, but I definitely would recommend following Ray's Twitter. Um, You will get a lot of valuable insight on the world, uh if nothing else through hilarious posts uh so yeah definitely check it out read her um she has those short stories uh we will put we will hunt them down and put some links in the comments when we or not the comments the description of the episode when we put this all together in editing um so yeah i mean without uh i got nothing else to say there thank you so much ray
2: Yeah, thank you again. Have a great rest of your day. Good luck with your many hours left today.
0: Yeah, we'll see how it goes. That's going to be a blasty.
2: Yeah.
0: All right. All right, we're going to sign off. Thank you, Ray. Have a wonderful day. Bye. Bye.